eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their f- Have you gotten Rommel yet? Welcome into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast. We're joined by Ryan Callahan on this breaking news edition because, Mr. Callahan, Tennessee football has picked up yet another commitment in the class of 2025. That's right. Running back Justin Baker of Buford High School in the Atlanta area uh, picked Tennessee over South Carolina and, and Michigan, uh, has offers from about 20 schools, uh, so another nice Early pickup here for the Vols in the 2025 class. Uh, a guy who's visited Tennessee quite a bit in, in just the past few months. He got an offer from Tennessee back in January. Uh, visited the Vols for the first time in June. Uh, so it took him a little while to get there. Wasn't able to make it during the spring. But but visited in the summer and then was back in Knoxville again before the end of the summer in, in late July for their, uh, their Rocky Top kickoff event. Uh, and then was made the trip again uh, in early September for Tennessee's home opener against Austin P and then found himself back there for their game against South Carolina on September 30th. And uh, that was obviously a game between, uh, you know, two of his top choices and actually the two schools that it really came down to in the end. I think South Carolina was, uh, was Tennessee's closest competition uh, as he got closer to a decision. You know, he had named a top six back in the summer. So it looked like he was one of those guys that was certainly working toward a a relatively early decision and, and maybe envisioned doing something at least by, the end of this year. Um, and th- then after that visit for the Tennessee South Carolina game, I think he decided that it was just, uh, just sort of the right time to, to go ahead and do it. And that, um, you know, th- that visit, I think kind of helped sell him uh, on Tennessee and, and, and maybe see some differences between the two programs uh, as he watched them, uh, you know, go head to head in person there. So uh, nice early win there for Tennessee. They continue to, uh, to sort of line things up for their 2025 class with three early commitments and, uh, you know, again, I think that always shows sort of the stability of the program and continuity of the coaching staff when you can get early commitments like that. Not always easy to do that. And uh, and this is where, you know, early offers and 
building those relationships very early in the process can definitely pay off as they've shown now with, uh, with cornerback Shamar Arno, uh, cornerback Dylan Lewis, and now uh, running back Justin Baker, all three guys, obviously from the Atlanta area, a place that's always important to Tennessee in recruiting. What is Tennessee getting in Justin Baker? What style of running back is he? Yeah, it looks like the the, the type of guy who who's going to be a good fit for Tennessee's system and and kind of the guy that they the type of guy that they they often seem to look for at that spot. He's around five foot ten, two hundred pounds. Uh, I, I wouldn't say has elite speed at, at that position, but most running backs, you know, don't. You're not usually going to find a lot of four three, four four types. Um, but has very good speed and good acceleration and uh, and has a nice build too. you know, again, at, at 200 pounds or so, that puts him kind of right in the same range with the, you know, the Jabari Smalls and the the Jalen Wrights that Tennessee has, has played in the backfield quite a bit the past couple of years. So it's it's pretty easy to envision him uh, kind of being the, you know one of those next guys in the in, in, in Tennessee's running back room that can can easily fit into to what they do and. And, and gives you a nice all-around skill set. He can catch well out of the backfield, um, but but certainly big enough and and very effective at running between the tackles at the high school level. And he's only a junior in high school, so you know we'll see how much bigger he can get. But certainly a guy that uh, looks like he has a frame that could easily make him uh, a, a pretty good inside runner. I think at the college level, and uh, and plays in a really good program at, at Buford. There, uh, obviously a program that wins a lot of games, competes for championships all the time. Uh, and, and has played with some other good players at his position. Uh, it's so, so already has been, you know, splitting carries at times in high school because they have so many good players. Um, so, so certainly I, I think a guy that's just a, a pretty natural fit for what Tennessee does offensively and, and the type of backfield rotation they, they seem to use uh, just seems like, a, seems like a good fit all around personality-wise and everything. He really fit, uh, fit with Jerry Mack, the running backs coach, I think, once he got to know him. And, uh, but but yeah, certainly skill set wise, you can see him being a, a a pretty good fit for what Tennessee likes to do and just uh, kind of continuing what they already have with some of the guys already on the roster. Well, and you mentioned him being from Buford High School there in the Atlanta area. Uh, that That is a big time program. Tennessee has recruited that high school often in the past and really are recruiting that high school every single cycle. Just how significant of a commitment is is it for Tennessee that they were able to land somebody from Buford? Yeah, that's that's a big deal. It's it's not uh, not always easy to to go in there and 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 get a a pretty highly recruited player. You know, that's that's the same school that's uh, produced guys like uh, you know in the twenty twenty five class four star linebacker Jaden uh, Perlot, the top one hundred pl- uh, prospect uh, committed to Georgia. So that they you know that that's just a a sampling, but that school's produced a, a number of the. Uh, of some of the top prospects in the country uh, over the years and uh, and even in the 2024 class. Uh, so, so that's definitely a place that, you know, certainly never hurts to have a, uh, a connection there. And we'll see how much that maybe helps Tennessee in the future. Um, you know, having a guy like that on the roster at Tennessee, you know, assuming it gets to that point, you know, they've, they've already got um, in the 2024 class, KJ Bolden. Uh, that's where uh, Dylan Riola, the Georgia quarterback commitment transferred to um, Edric Houston. Uh, Ohio State uh, five-star defensive line commitment. I mean, uh, just a loaded, loaded program. Um, so yeah, just to have a have a foot in the door there, and, and a guy that will know some players in, in the coming years uh, that that are maybe younger guys on the current roster. Who, who, yeah, maybe let's go check out Tennessee since uh, since Justin's up there. You know that that kind of thing certainly never hurts to have that 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 type of connection. But obviously, that's a, a program that a lot of schools are trying to 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 get a a foot in the door there. 
and and never hurts to to have a player there. But yeah, that's a place Tennessee's not not always had a lot of luck getting uh, big time players out of there. But certainly this is one uh, that they'll try to take advantage of and uh, and and see if that you know that helps them there in the future with some of the other guys that they will inevitably end up recruiting uh, coming out of Buford. Well, and Justin Baker is now Tennessee's third commitment in the class of of twenty twenty five, and each recruiting cycle it seems like kids are committing earlier and earlier uh so maybe not as foreign as maybe it would have been two to three years ago uh but tennessee is is off to a nice start there in the 2025 class with three really early commitments uh just what are your thoughts on tennessee picking up those early commitments yeah i I think it's a again it shows a, a sign it's a sign of stability uh, it's a sign of staff continuity. It's a, it's, it's just a reflection of everything kind of going smoothly in a program when you can get guys to commit that early, you know, not, uh, you know, I, I know the question we probably get most often with the early commitments is, well, what are the chances this one actually sticks? But when you look back at it though, a, a decent number of them do tend to stick these days. Uh, you know, not, not all of them, obviously, but it is, uh, it is more common than people might realize in Tennessee's 2024 class, a very good example, Jonathan Eccles, Obviously, out of IMG Academy, that's he's been committed since July of 2022, and has shown no signs uh, recently of, of of you know looking elsewhere, and hasn't taken any visits recently. So it looks like there's a good chance that one's going to stick. So um, you you just never know these days, but it, it is a uh, a more common thing that you see these early commitments, and players will actually, um, for the most part, keep things shut down. So it, always got to keep recruiting him, got to keep an eye on him, but. Uh, to have three three players like that uh, in, out of the Atlanta area that that you know were pretty heavily recruited, had some other good offers, committing this early and and, and addressing some needs. It's uh, you know again I think a sign of a pretty healthy program and uh, that things are are kind of moving right along and and, and you're starting to to see that and and you know back to back years really you know Tennessee got off to a really good start with again Eccles and Caleb Beasley and some of those guys in the 2024 class. Uh, to be able to do that for a second consecutive year and now have three commitments before the end of these guys' junior seasons, uh, that, that, that's pretty impressive and, and something we've not seen a whole lot at Tennessee over the years. But when you do, it's almost always when it's in a staff's you know, third, fourth year, when things are really kind of rolling and they've had a chance to, to really get ahead in evaluating players early and building those relationships and getting them on campus early. Well, and to me, the, the most impressive part is that the three commitments from the Atlanta area which is absolutely a place that that Tennessee wants to recruit well. It it has to be a place Tennessee recruits well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. They spend a lot of time and and uh, devote a lot of resources uh, to to recruiting that area. Always have and you know over over the past several coaching staffs and 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 we've seen a lot over the years. Obviously, that when Tennessee is at its best, uh, they they tend to have some some really good players from Atlanta. Whether it's a Jamal Lewis or a Josh Dobbs or Deion Grant or whoever, um, you, you've you've just got to have a have a presence there, and and there's too many good players, and and Georgia can't take them all. You know, <laughs> they get a lot, uh, you know, their fair share of the ones they pursue, but it's a place you can win some battles um, because it's it tends to be a fairly transient area. Not all those guys are uh, Georgia natives and and don't have necessarily deep roots there, and uh, and yeah, it's just a it's a place that's heavily recruited, and you've got to everybody's got to get some players there because there's so many to go around, and yeah, it's a it's a big deal to have some uh, have some guys there early in the 2025 class, and you, you know you wouldn't you wouldn't believe how many of these guys know each other, uh, even if they might not cross paths with their high school teams. They go to camps and they see see other players. So 
every every connection you have in the Atlanta area certainly can pay off and uh, you know give you a chance to again not just have that uh, connection going forward at Buford but at, at other schools in the in the Atlanta area and uh, you know that can help you get guys on campus and things like that that can pay off with other players so yeah three three early commitments in Atlanta definitely a, a good sign for Tennessee's recruiting in that area and uh, and a good job by Jerry Mack and others on Tennessee staff to 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 get this one wrapped up pretty early with Justin Baker again a good player that you know his decision came down to Tennessee South Carolina and and Michigan three pretty good programs there and, and obviously three uh you know three commitments now in this class who've had pretty similar recruiting profiles uh you know you're not taking kids that have two or three offers and just as a, you know projecting them to to have a bigger recruitment these are guys who already had a pretty good list of options before their junior season was over how would you assess the way that Jerry Mack is recruiting right now yeah, I, I think he's doing a solid job. I, I think you see the 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 continuity uh, paying off, and I think you see again the uh, just the relationships uh, he's been able to build uh, paying off. And this this is a good example of that. You know, a guy that they uh, as you often do. You know, you, you look around at sophomore film, uh, especially coming out of the season. They offered Justin Baker back in January uh, earlier this year, and uh, you know that that early evaluation paid off. That, that was an early offer for him one of the one of his first sec offers i believe and uh and 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 yeah they you know finally got him on campus this summer and 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 i think that just shows once he um once he sort of gets to gets to know a guy really well and gets him on campus a couple times uh you know he, he seems to connect well with players and 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 get a good share of the ones that he uh that he's able to get here on multiple visits so uh you know we've seen that with uh with, with with obviously in the in the 2023 class getting a couple guys like Cam Seldon and Khalifa Keith and that's continued obviously in the 2024 class with Peyton Lewis a guy that seemed to kind of fall in love with Tennessee from the first time he visited um, so uh, he's he's done a nice job of building a, a a pretty good line of succession there so you've you've had Jabari Small and Jalen Wright kind of carrying the carrying a large portion uh, of the load there in the backfield for a while now. But uh, the, those those young guys are kind of lining up behind them and ready to take over at some point in the future. Even Dylan Sampson from a couple of years ago, uh, sort of waiting his turn to to take on an even bigger role next year. And uh, and he's got a nice nice line of succession started where those guys are in one class after another. You you got some pretty good players ready to 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 sort of step in and 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 fill those shoes. So I think he's done a nice job. You know they're not getting they're not getting five star types, but I think they're getting guys who fit their system really well. Uh, and in Cam Seldon, they obviously got a, a, a highly ranked four star uh, out of Virginia that had some other good opportunities, including Penn State and uh, and had some positional versatility that made him a good fit at running back. So uh, lots of lots of things to like. And they're certainly getting guys that I think will will thrive in Tennessee's system, the way they run the ball and, um, you know, kind of that same a similar skill set in a lot of cases, but also some uh, some different skill sets where you've got a, a bigger back like Khalifa Keith combined with some smaller guys that, that give you a little more speed like Dylan Sampson. Well, and if I'm not mistaken, the talk about the running back position the last couple of cycles, I, I know it was definitely the talk in the 2023 cycle, I believe, where there just wasn't a ton of top-end talent at the running back position at the top. There there wasn't that Derrick Henry type of recruit. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and the 2024 class, it's been – you know, I think people were hoping Tennessee could get that second back in this class uh, to to go along with Peyton Lewis. Uh, but Peyton Lewis, you know, another four star that that they've gotten him committed, and uh, you know they've they've had some other opportunities from from Braylon Russell, who obviously picked Arkansas over Tennessee back in July when it looked like at one point 
the Vols had a real shot at landing him to, to Daniel Hill this fall. Uh, and, and right now it looks like Hill may be trending a little more toward Alabama, uh, but Tennessee has kind of stayed in that one even uh, into this fall after hosting him on an official visit just uh, a few weeks ago for the South Carolina game. So they, they've done a nice job there. You're, you're not going to win all of those battles, uh, certainly not in the NIL era, uh, as, as we've seen. It's just, it's just hard to get everyone you want because there's almost always someone who's, who's just as desperate as you to get that player uh, if it's one worthwhile. And and in Tennessee's case, they've they've won their fair share, and I think they've done the, you know, again done their due diligence and found guys that were the right fits for for what they want to do offensively, and and they've done a nice job, and they've gone into a bunch of different states to do it, going into Virginia to get uh, to get Cam Seldon and, and Peyton Lewis, going back into the Atlanta area now to get Justin Baker, Louisiana to get Dylan Sampson. That's that's not always easy to do to get quality running backs, so um, they're doing a good job of searching high and low, building relationships wherever these guys are. And, and getting them on campus repeatedly early in the process, and that's that's certainly the key. Tennessee picks up a commitment from Justin Baker, a 2025 running back that we at 24-7 Sports have ranked uh, inside the top 400, or at least I should say the 24-7 Sports, 24 Sports composite rankings have him ranked inside the top 400 uh, out of Buford High School there in Buford, Georgia. Still more to discuss following the commitment of Justin Baker, and we will do so after this break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, a breaking news edition of the podcast because Tennessee has picked up yet another commitment in the class of 2025 in top 400 player Justin Baker out of Buford High School in Buford, Georgia. Before we continue our conversation, we'd like to take a moment to encourage you to go like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you do get your podcast. That would greatly help us. And as Wes always says, if you know a Tennessee fan that likes podcasts, or even if they don't like podcasts, encourage them to check out our Go Vols 24-7 podcast. That is another great way that you can help us. Ryan, we, we kind of touched on it there at the end of the first segment, but just looking ahead after this current football season, how would you assess the state of Tennessee's running back room? Yeah, it's it's in a good spot. You know, again, I think they've, they've done a nice job of working in Dylan Sampson this year and having him kind of ready uh, to take on a bigger role next year. And you would certainly think that he's going to do that regardless of who, who might come back. Uh, I think there's a, a a widely held belief that Jalen Wright might be on his way to the NFL after this year, and, and assuming that's the case, um, then then all eyes kind of turn to Jabari Small and whether he might decide to come back for his uh, his extra year of eligibility due to the 2020 season and, and COVID that year. And I think there's a real chance he does return next year. But either way, um, Dylan Sampson kind of ready, waiting in the wings, and then you've got Cam Seldon. Uh, already not getting a ton of uh, work so far offensively because everyone's been pretty healthy uh, for that group, which they're they're certainly happy about. Um, but he's he's a guy that they've gotten some work here and there 
and he's helped on special teams, obviously on kick returns and things like that. So uh, they've, they've done a nice job of working him in as well. And I think there's a sense that he will be ready certainly by next year to do a little more. So you should have a, a nice situation there with all three of those guys. And then you've still got Khalifa Keith, uh, a bigger back that can give you something a little bit different. Uh, maybe it maybe can get some short uh, yardage and goal line work at some, at some point. And then you've got Peyton Lewis coming in in the 2024 class and, and we'll see if they add anybody else. But it, you know, right now it's looking like uh, he might be the only back they sign in the 2024. See them all being really comfortable fits for what Tennessee does offensively. Um, you know, you get a little more speed with guys like Peyton Lewis and Dylan Sampson, a little more size uh, with, with Khalifa Keith, and then sort of a nice all-around skill set and, and some versatility with, with guys like Cam Seldon. And I would maybe throw Justin Baker in that group as well. Um, as, as a guy that can have a, a bigger frame, kind of like Cam Seldon, uh, where he's already got some some nice weight, uh, I, think, I think Justin Baker could certainly end up in the in the 215 pound range if he continues to to develop. We'll we'll see how much bigger he gets, but already around 200 pounds uh, as a junior in high school, that's that's a nice build. So, uh, and, and again, at a really good program there in Buford, where he's probably going to continue to 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 put on some nice weight and develop well physically before he gets on campus. So it's a it's a nice situation there. They've done a, a, a good job, and that's a, a position that wasn't necessarily in great shape when when Josh Heupel's staff took over. I think they've done a nice job of kind of gradually building things back there behind those top guys. Uh, you didn't really have a lot of you know true quality depth, I would say, guys that had high ceilings at that position just a couple years ago. Now I think you do. You know that's why they were having to play Princeton Fant in the backfield at times uh, during the 2022 season to give give you something different there now they've got that variety of backs that you want they've got guys that have um that have shown patience and sort of waiting their turn and, and you're able to work them in early too and get them a little bit of work and and have them ready to step in so i think it's a really nice situation and probably as healthy of a running back room as we've seen at tennessee in, in quite some time shifting the attention back to the 2025 class following the commitment of justin baker what do you think is is next for tennessee in the 2025 class or, or what's on the radar in the near future? What, where are your antennas up and what are you paying attention to? Yeah, there, there is, you know, maybe one more name to, to watch this fall in terms of a, at least a, a possible decision uh, that, that, that could be on the horizon in the, in the coming months. And, and, and that I would say that's Tyler Redmond, the, the, the cornerback at Milton, the same school that produced Dylan Lewis and, and, and Shamar Arno, obviously that are both committed to Tennessee. We mentioned that, Redmond transferred in from St. Francis to uh, Milton earlier this year going into the season. So those guys are now all in the same secondary. He put out a top five uh, just a month or two ago, and uh, I believe it was early September. And, and Tennessee was in that top five. He's made multiple trips to Knoxville, really likes Tennessee. You know, we'll see where things continue uh, at that position. How, you know, who else Tennessee is recruiting at, at that spot? Uh, there are certainly a lot of names on the board at this point. Uh, in the 2025 class, so they might have a ha, have some decisions to make there about sort of who they're going to prioritize moving forward. But as long as they remain heavily involved with him, that could be one to watch. He's talked about maybe by the end of this year uh, or so making a decision. Um, so so if things continue on that track, that could be one to watch at least in the next couple months. Uh, and then you know obviously a lot of attention on George McIntyre early on in his recruitment. Uh, quarterbacks tend to come off the board a little bit earlier than most positions. I don't think anything's imminent there. I think he's still at least a couple months away, and you're probably looking at you know early next year more so than this year, if I had to guess. But that's one that 
you know, I think he could announce a commitment probably anywhere between January and April, uh, and, and it wouldn't surprise me. So that's one that I think once his junior season wraps up at Brentwood Academy, uh, I think a lot of attention will be on the five-star quarterback there to see kind of what his next steps are going to be, how many more visits he might want to take, and and how quickly he will be moving toward the decision because he's never really mentioned a specific timeline publicly. Is is kind of kept an open mind about that, uh, but uh, but I think a lot of people believe it's going to come down to Tennessee and Alabama and. Uh, that's kind of been the the two front runners for a while now. So I think he already has a good sense of where he might want to go. It's just a matter of you know deciding between those top two or three schools, which would also include LSU. So um, that's a big one that uh, we'll be kind of keeping an eye on that one in the next few months. But um, yeah, with three commitments already in the in the class, Tennessee's off to a good start there, and uh, certainly wouldn't shock me if they add another one or two by you know at least January or February. Before we get out of here, I do want to ask you about the current recruiting class the 2024 class and and just uh, your thoughts on, on where Tennessee is at as October begins to come to an end. And I know there's not a lot going on right now, but they are evaluating some junior college defensive linemen. Uh, you mentioned Daniel Hill earlier, uh, Jordan Seaton's out there. Just your overall thoughts where Tennessee is at in the 2024 class right now. Yeah, this is sort of the calm before the storm uh, with, with, you know, what, what is always sort of a, uh, a sprint to the finish for the remaining guys that are that are out there, and and I do think you know you're going to see some activity in the coming weeks. Uh, a lot of guys still focusing on their seasons right now, still taking in-season official visits in some cases. You know, Jordan Seaton is coming off a visit to Oregon last weekend and still has more visits planned for the coming weeks. Uh, but Tennessee's right in the thick of some some big time battles. Uh, you know, Cam, uh, Cameron Michael, the four star athlete from South Georgia, another one we're watching closely that. Uh, is currently planning an, an announcement sometime around Thanksgiving, maybe on Thanksgiving, uh, which would be November 23rd. Um, that That's one where he he's already taken his official visit to Tennessee last month, uh, but still at least some conversation about Tennessee trying to get him back in town, maybe on November 18 for that game against Georgia that so many recruits will be at. That, that should be, uh, I, I think, by far Tennessee's biggest recruiting weekend of the year. It's going to be a, a pretty massive turnout by all accounts. Um, and then, you know, that he, that would potentially be his final visit before a decision if he, if they can get him back in town. So that's one we're watching closely. He's also going to go back to Georgia. It sounds like on November four, and they've kind of shifted their pitch to him to, to include a little more receiver talk um, after losing Nye Carr, a former four-star wide receiver commitment to to Miami or, or eventually to Miami. So that's one that, uh, that that's become more interesting down the stretch, but Tennessee's still right in the thick of that one. Uh, Daniel Hill, I mentioned, you know, kind of trending toward Alabama, but Tennessee's still, battling there uh jordan seaton you know that one's going to be kind of a wide open battle i think all the way to the end with at least five or six teams still very much in the picture but tennessee's right in the thick of it now after they got him on campus last month for the south carolina game uh and still still a lot out there as you mentioned defensive linemen they're recruiting some guys committed to other schools that they're that they're still recruiting still looking for a second tight end in this class uh roger Saliaponga out of utah looks like the main name to focus on right now but there's still recruiting some other guys, including some players committed to other schools. Uh, you know, there's been some contact with Max LeBlanc, the four-star uh, Ohio State commitment at Baylor School in Chattanooga. Uh, Michael Smith, the four-star South Carolina commitment that's a teammate of Jake Merklinger, the Tennessee quarterback commitment. Um, so there's some possibilities out there, but we'll see if any of those become anything serious. And, and, and yeah, they definitely want some defensive linemen to finish things off in this class, uh, whether it's a junior college guy or, or, you know, they, they've offered three of those, uh, including Jamal Wallace that we had a story on on the site on Tuesday. Uh, and some guys from the high school ranks, they're still recruiting as well. 
Um, they've, they've continued recruiting guys like Florida commitment of Morris Williams. They've, they've got some work to do there just to get him on campus, but some other, other irons in the fire where they certainly would like to address that position in the coming weeks. And so I think you'll see them add at least a few more guys to this class. It's just going to be a little bit of a waiting game right now as we see kind of what, what real possibilities are out there as we get closer to the end of November and things really heating up, I think, for that stretch run into mid-December. And as things do heat up, where can people follow you and your work? Yeah, GoVols247.com. Uh, always plenty going on, uh, on on the team and recruiting fronts. And uh, even though Tennessee is on the road this week at Kentucky, plenty to to, to check out on, on both of those fronts at GoVols247.com. And another home game next week against UConn. So Tennessee will have some visitors in town for that one. And uh, yeah, plenty, plenty, as I mentioned, going on. It might seem like a quiet time in recruiting, but there, there's always something going on and lots to follow. And we'll, we'll keep you updated every step of the way at GoVols247.com. 2025 running back Justin Baker commits to Tennessee, top 400 player out of Buford High School in Buford, Georgia. And Ryan, we greatly appreciate your insight into the commitment of Justin Baker. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Ben. He's Ryan Callahan. I'm Ben McKee. This has been another edition of the GoVols 24-7 Breaking News Podcast. There's that button. And now I can say... Thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash GoVols 24-7. You can also go to facebook.com slash GoVols 24-7 where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, nobody, and I mean nobody covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock, got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world, and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got, and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, You also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff, so much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. 
less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.